I'm Victoria, and this podcast is all about running, marathon training, and run coaching. It is packed with useful tips to help you grow as a runner. I am a 13-time Boston qualifier and mom of two who started running as an adult. I learned a lot on my journey, and in 2014, I launched an online run coaching business to help other runners. Now, we employ several run coaches and are one of the largest online run coaching companies. We teach you the secrets to reaching your potential in the sport of running. We give real talk discussing personal stories of injuries, setbacks, and PRs. Think of this as a conversation with serial marathoners who share the lessons that we learned along the way. This is the Run for PRs podcast. I keep getting injured or sick. How to come back and finally stay healthy for the long run. Injuries are tough and definitely a taboo subject in the running world. We don't like to go through these times of setbacks because there is a lot of uncertainty that starts to creep in. How long until I can run again? How much fitness am I going to lose? Will I ever be as fast or as fit as I was before this injury? These fears can often cause runners to come back into running too quickly after being injured or to avoid taking time off altogether when they first feel an injury, which is definitely what we want to avoid. So in this podcast, we're going to be talking about what to do if you find yourself in a situation where you are injured or you just keep getting sick, you feel like your immune system is a little compromised and maybe how running plays a role in there. So we're going to talk about like maybe where to go first. We really want to lay the foundation that obviously we're not medical professionals, we're just running coaches. And so it is really important to meet with a team of medical professionals who can help you navigate these injuries and I know in the times of the internet, it's really easy to sit there and like quick Google search your symptoms and go down that rabbit hole of trying to like self-diagnose, self-treat. But we definitely recommend that if you ever are having any sort of pain on a run or you're just feeling like questionable, like maybe there's a little niggle and you're not quite sure, we always recommend erring on the side of caution and going in and establishing kind of a relationship with someone who does um, specialize in either sports medicine, physical therapy, that sort of thing, because running is a high impact sport. And I believe that you shared a statistic with me once, Jason, where it's like, um, 50% of runners get injured like once a year at a minimum or something like that. Um, but it's, it's just a tough subject to talk about, but I do think it's really important to kind of put it out in the open that establishing that relationship with a doctor who treats runners, who understands, um, these sort of running, running related injuries. That way, if something does flare up in the future, you're able to kind of go in and get that treatment. I know initially it can be kind of weird to get that relationship built. So Jason, talk to me a little bit about how you have um, established like care with the person that you go see for a lot of your flare-ups that maybe happen um, over the years and maybe how someone who is experiencing something like this or if it were to happen in the future, how can someone know like where is a great place to go? Yeah, so it's a very interesting topic that hits home to me because I've had a fair amount of injuries. Um, and we'll talk about kind of like the severity of injuries. I feel like there's about 
you know, three, three or four different kind of levels of injuries, you know, so there's that injury that maybe, um, you can run through, it's not very painful at all. And then it kind of goes away. Um, you may feel it after the run and even the next day, but then it'll kind of subside and let you train pretty much as normal. Um, then there's kind of that next level where it might, uh, you might feel it a little bit during your run early on, but once you're kind of warmed up, it goes away. You're able to kind of do your workout or your, your run, and then it uh, might be really sore afterwards. Um, and so this is kind of the phase where we really want to take care of it so that it doesn't progress to that next level, which is, which to me is kind of the level where you can't really train through it. So you're not able to run through it because it's too painful. And so, um, some of the injuries I've had over the years, um, I think my first injury was probably just a case of IT band pain, which was really tugging on my knee where it, where it attaches down by the kneecap there. So it was super painful, but after just a few treatments, um, I was able to start running again right away. And so, um, for me, that one was kind of in that level two range where it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't going to set me back for a long period of time. Uh, another example of injuries I've had over the years, Achilles tendonitis, that to me was more like a level one where I, I had to manage it for six to nine months and then it finally subsided. I know you've had plantar fasciitis, so I'm sure you'll share that as well. Um, another one that I've had is, is recurring calf strains. And those are really painful because you cannot literally run a step. And so, um, you know, I've kind of had injuries, I guess, that kind of fall in all these different categories. Um, and I, to me, they all kind of require treatment, right? And so back in college when I had IT band pain, I was recommended to go see this PT um, so 30 miles away in the cities. At the time, I think he was the only doctor that did ART, which was active release therapy. And so um, that was really good for IT band pain. And so over the years, I've just kind of kept my relationship with him. I've gone to him um, whenever I needed. And um, I think it's really uh, beneficial, like you said, to Find someone in your area that you can trust, a PT that maybe specializes in runners. Um, he happens to be a PT and a chiropractor, and so he's you know, very knowledgeable. And um, I've also gone to other PTs over the years too, just mm -hmm. when you know, I kind of wanted like a second opinion or yep. just, um, I just wanted to see if there's other treatment modalities because I've heard, um, you know, and for um, uh, flexibility purposes too. You know, mm -hmm. like I used to work in the cities and so it was nice to go just a few blocks away to this place and get treatment and you didn't need an appointment. So, um, I've kind of been around a lot of different clinics and, um, you know, there's so many different treatment modalities that these PTs will use in their approach. Right. And so some will use like the ART, which is like active release uh, stretching and stuff. Others will use Graston technique or, uh, laser therapy or stim or, you know, different types of modalities. And so I think it's really beneficial to just try new things and, and get second opinions on things so mm -hmm. that, um, you can figure out, what is it that's going to elicit the response to get that area to heal up? Yeah, definitely. And talking about all this stuff, I know living in the United States, at least it can kind of be a hot topic. Like sometimes I get messages on our Instagram whenever we talk about injuries and people are like, well, that would be nice to go in, but mm -hmm. you know, my deductible or whatever. And I think it is important to know like your health is a number one priority. And so exercise is really important. And if you're feeling like, um, you're not able to do that because you're hurt or whatever. I think getting that treatment is like top priority, right? Just your health. Cause I know when I had plantar fasciitis, it wasn't even that, um, like, yeah, obviously I couldn't really run cause it was painful, but it was like just walking around, I was in pain. And so sometimes mm -hmm. when we have like really severe, um, injuries from running, it's, it, it affects other aspects of our life. So I do think it is really important to prioritize um, getting seen. And some of these places, I mean, if you do your research, you can pay like an out-of-pocket rate, which sometimes they're not even um, that expensive. But I definitely think it's worth the investment in your health for sure. 
Um, but going back to what you said, how there are so many different treatment options and treatment plans. And I think the first time that I got injured, it wasn't until I had been running for probably half a decade and I just was really devastated because all of a sudden I knew, oh no, like I'm in pain when I'm running, I'm in pain after. And I was almost like in this back in the day, I was like in denial about it. I just didn't want to have to stop because I thought that if I stopped running that, or if I thought that if I went in to go get seen that the doctor would say, you need to stop running. You shouldn't be running. Running is bad for you because there is that whole stigma. I think of some, (laughs) some people think that like running is really hard on the body. It's not good for you. And I have actually heard of people going into, you know, just like a primary care physician and the doctor saying like, well, maybe you shouldn't be running or you should stop running. And so you hear these horror stories. And so I thought, oh no, like they're going to tell me like, I'm not built for it or I shouldn't be running. And so I really avoided going in, which was to my own detriment because when I finally did go in, it was so exacerbated that I was struggling to even like walk at the time. So um, I wish I would have gone in sooner and hopefully you guys can like learn from my mistakes. But there were so many treatment options and the doctors were like, oh, this is like really common and you're going to be able to run again someday. And oh, maybe you should have came in sooner if you were having pain. But even I had that same injury flare up about 10 years later. And it was like when I was coming back postpartum with my second child, I had plantar fasciitis again. And that time I kind of recognized it right away. I researched, um, a doctor in the area. And I think if you're able just to like use Google and kind of research, I was typing in like keywords, like running specific, you know, I wanted someone who had treated runners before. Cause the last thing I want to do is like go into a doctor, try to like explain to them what I'm doing and like, Oh yeah, you know, I run every day or whatever. Um, cause some doctors, they just like won't necessarily get it. And so this particular podiatrist had like worked with one of our professional running teams here and he actually was a runner himself. So I felt really comfortable, um, with his treatment plan options. And I think it's also important to note that he was able to give me so much more insight as to what was the cause of my plantar fasciitis. And I wouldn't have ever known that going in there. And so, yeah, obviously I probably could have, you know, quote unquote self-diagnosed online, but going in allowed me to get like a gait analysis done. He was able to see the anatomy of my entire foot and give me recommendations for what is going to help with the longevity. Right. So I actually had like pre-arthritis in my big toe and there's just like this whole, cascade of events that was really causing me to be susceptible to plantar fasciitis. And if I wouldn't have gone in, not only would I have not got the shockwave therapy treatment that ended up curing it, but I also wouldn't have got this other useful information that I now use on a regular basis in terms of doing these foot exercises for like preventative mm-hmm. purposes to help slow down any sort of arthritis that might be developing in my feet. But also it helps me feel more empowered when I'm purchasing shoes and knowing what type of footwear to be in. And so even if you're not someone who's like chronically injured, maybe you're just having something that's kind of feeling a little off, you can go into these places and get a gait analysis, get looked at by a physical therapist and try to really optimize before something becomes such a chronic problem. And so that's something that I like to recommend to people. But um, as we've kind of talked about, just not running through injuries, making sure you're going in is super important. So I really wanted to preface this podcast episode with that. So we definitely never want to be running through pain. Um, You always want to be getting checked out by a medical professional. But some of the things we're going to be diving into in this podcast episode 
are why some of these injuries happen. So sharing our own personal stories and just things that we've seen over the years. Um, usually there's two categories, overuse, and then obviously there's underlying imbalances that could happen. Next, we're gonna be talking about like the injury cycle. So a lot of the times, maybe you've listened and you know, um, people will get reoccurring injuries or get similar things like my example, plantar fasciitis, I was more susceptible to it, that sort of thing. So we're gonna talk about why some of these injuries cycle and it might be like a reoccurring thing. Number three, we're gonna be talking about how people who are coming back into running are actually more likely to get injured and why that is the case. Then we're gonna be talking about getting to that root cause of the issue. So kind of back to the plantar fasciitis um, example that I was giving being able to go to like the root cause of like what is causing me to be more susceptible to this and actually getting like an underlying answer can help so much in terms of preventing it in the future so we'll talk about places to go and what to kind of look for in terms of that so jason just diving right in um what are maybe the two main causes of why injuries happen yeah, so you know, overuse or training errors, I would say, kind of under the same issue. So um, you, you either progress too quickly in terms of building mileage or um, in, increasing the intensity of your runs. So you're doing workouts that maybe ramp up a little too quickly, and basically there's probably some under recovery going on there. And so a lot of times when you when people um, start running, maybe after like a few weeks off or whatever, um, maybe they're signed up for a race, right? And so they want to not only increase mileage but they also want to do workouts at the same time and so it can be a slippery slope there and it's really important that we follow a progressive overload approach and that's why you know following a plan or working with a coach can help you um, structure your training and it um, leaves some room for adjustments as well so that's another way to prevent this is don't be afraid to make any adjustments um, you know for example cutting cutting a run out or moving your next workout a couple days out things like that a lot of those small changes can go a long way and ensuring that you stay healthy um, and then I guess the other reason would be the underlying issue so you know maybe there's a weakness in your in something um, in your lower leg um, area could be your glutes could be hamstrings could be um, possibly you change shoes and so your body you just maybe have like a sleepy area in your leg that's just not firing the same way right and so um, you would mention a gait analysis you'd mentioned um, trying on shoes and so you know, anytime you're kind of getting into running or trying to discover like, why am I getting injured? I would recommend getting that done professionally. And a lot of these places, you know, these there's quite a few of them now popping up, especially in the Metro where we live, I'm finding that I haven't even heard of before. Right. Some of my athletes are telling me about it. <laughs> and so I think if you live near a Metro area, hopefully you'll be able to find at least a couple places that do more of like a comprehensive gait analysis. And so I think that's good for runners to go through, especially if you've um, you're either new to running or you're getting injured um, often, just so that you kind of know like what are the areas that you need to um, be aware of, right? And then making sure you're in the right shoe that supports your running. So I think those are kind of, they go hand in hand. Definitely. And going back to just the overuse thing, I think a lot of people when they hear overuse injury, they're thinking that, okay, you know, if I do too much, I'm just going to get injured maybe next week, the next day, the next, you know, maybe after a couple weeks. 
Um, but really what happens in a pattern that I see quite frequently is that the body, I mean, the body is really um, resilient. And so it tries to hang on as long as it can before it starts to break, right? And so I've actually seen people where it's like they are on this um, new training cycle for like three months, six months, and not about six, but like around three months, I feel like people will just be crushing it. And then they'll say like this injury popped up seemingly out of quote unquote nowhere. And that's even where my plantar fasciitis kind of creeped up. Like I was like, well, I've been doing this for two months. So it doesn't seem like it would be an overuse injury. But really, if you zoom out on like a macro scale and you compare, okay, what were you doing the... 12 months prior what did your training look like one year ago and like what are you doing currently right now and typically what you'll see is patterns of you're doing double maybe what you were doing a year prior and that's really a situation where you're in a high susceptibility to an injury sort of thing um there's also other scenarios where injuries are more prone to happen so like thinking of you almost gosh, it would probably would have been like seven years ago now, um, doing like these back-to-back marathons. So mm. I think we did the LA marathon and then Boston and it was two months apart thinking, oh, like no big deal. Right. Um, we'll just recover really well in between and we'll be able to kind of do the back-to-back thing. And so you recovered really well from Boston. Everything seemed to be going smoothly. There was two months in between. You lined up at the start of Boston thinking, it's probably going to be fine. Like, I'll run similar to what I ran at LA. Um, but then just having, like, the calf cramps that kind of occurred the last mile of the race, um, seemingly, I think at the time, we thought, oh, this is, like, coming out of, like, quote-unquote nowhere. But if you really are looking at, like, the patterns, it's like, that's the closest you'd ever ran two marathons back to back I think prior to that it's like you were taking a year in between Mm -hmm. and so asking your body to do something new that it's never done before we really don't know how it's going to respond and when you start taking a little bit more of these risky approaches such as two marathons in a two-month period um, that's really where like the risk for injury goes way up and so if you guys follow us on social media you'll see a lot of the times we have like these rules or guidelines for yeah, maybe don't do, you know, two marathons in a, in a training cycle and maybe take a year in between marathons. And people are like, well, oh, you know, I've done five in a year. I've done 10 in a year or I know people have done. And it's like, yes, but the reason that we're giving this advice is because we want people to really be able to have longevity in the sport. And some people are able to get away with doing multiple marathons and it doesn't affect them. But we're always speaking from a place of what is the least risky in terms of injury prevention because we want people to have that longevity piece. Um, so overuse injuries, they don't necessarily happen right away. You can sometimes get away with training, quote unquote, mm-hmm. too much for several weeks, several months before all of a sudden it's going to catch up to you. And then it's kind of a bummer when that does happen. And then I think it causes sometimes people to be in denial of what really caused it um, because it's not right after you started this training cycle. And then obviously the body can only handle so much stress. So it's just something's bound to break sort of thing. Then you talked about the second um, option being like an underlying issue. And sometimes these underlying issues maybe occurred because of like an acute trauma that happened. So you rolled your ankle or something and it caused a really sore ankle area. And then it's like you you didn't adjust anything. You kept doing your workouts, you kept pounding and it never really had time to heal. And so in those cases, it's like 
we really would rather have you like back off and not do the workout if like you're having any sort of hesitancy or um, something flares up like that. And I think even one of our coaches like last year ran like on sand a bunch and then was having like some calf issues after after that. And so it's just really important to listen to your body and take the time if you need it. I, it would be better to take an extra rest day or two or even a week versus having to take like a month off because something turned into a more serious injury. Yeah, a couple other examples of that would be I've had athletes who, you know, they they wear sandals and they're not mm. really used to wearing sandals, for example, or they go barefoot and then um, all those little muscles and tendons kind of get worked differently and then they run after and then a few days later it's really sore. And so, or they go on like a hike or something, right? Doing something out of the ordinary and then also doing a workout or doing a long run on top of that can really cause um, issues like that to flare up. And then the other point I wanted to make with this is, um, you know, let's say you kind of have something that's um, sort of like a minimal level one injury, I guess you could say. So it's it's kind of there, you, you're noticing it. Um, after a workout or a long run, you definitely want to make sure that it's, it's improving before you try another workout or long run. So you always want to back off and do a couple easy runs in between. You don't want to like Try to push through and go for a long run because then what could happen like a week later you know is that it could flare up again and be and this time it might keep you from running at all so again the importance of prevention there doing the little things um you know i've learned to go see my pt like if i just notice something's not feeling quite right while i'm still able to run that way i don't have to take time off right so you know i might on my rest day i might go see him or whatever so that way i'm not um you know, having to, having to not do anything that day. But so, yeah, I think you kind of learn over time, um, little, little ways to help you, you know, stay healthy. Um, and, and then that's going to be key in longevity in the sport. So, yeah, definitely. And like you called it like a level one, I just like to call it like a niggle or you're yeah, feeling something you on one side of like, okay, this isn't really an injury, but I'm feeling a sensation. I'm feeling something. Um, yep. and I did have something like that, uh, postpartum, coming back after I had my first child, there was like a lot of like hip pain in, in one area, um, maybe like six months later. And I was still able to train and I felt pretty good, but like going to see a PT for it and then getting like those preventative exercises and realizing like maybe what the underlying cause was, like my glutes really weren't firing that well. Um, a lot of other things involved there. But I think what I realized from that is it's really important to stay on top of my strength training because in cases like that, it's like if your glutes aren't firing or you have this underlying imbalance, it's recruiting like other muscles or ligaments to do the work and like it's pulling on things and there's just so much involved um, that I realized, okay, I really need to prioritize strength training here and making sure that that is a priority otherwise if you're not doing that there might be these imbalances that start to creep up so that can be really important for runners to prioritize strength training and you kind of started to get into like this whole injury cycle where something flares up you take a day off and then you start to panic you go out there try to do a workout even though it's not 100 percent healed and sometimes it can become this vicious cycle of you have an injury, you take a little bit of time off, you get back to it, it flares up again, that sort of thing. And I think that can be like a chronic thing that happens to some runners. And that's why I think it's really important to go in to see treatment 
And then sometimes you might have to go see a second opinion. So you talked about you have one PT that you go to pretty regularly, but there have been times where you've gone in and like he isn't able to help or he isn't able to provide the treatment. And that's kind of what happened when I had plantar fasciitis. Like the person that I typically would go to wasn't able to provide treatment that was effective. And so having to go and see a second opinion, trying to get the answers is challenging. But in our medical system, sometimes that's really what you have to do is be your own biggest advocate and try to see if you can find someone who is going to be more specialized and able to give you more of like an underlying answer and treatment plan that you feel confident in. And so I think that um, if I don't really see results within two to four weeks of working with a PT or a doctor, like I'm going to see a second opinion because uh, it's just really Mm -hmm. important for me to make sure I'm advocating for myself and getting like as much information as I can because sometimes a professional is just like limited in that one area or aspect, whereas someone else might be really good and have a different perspective that they can provide and just get you out the door running injury free sooner. Yeah. You know, I've had a lot of athletes that, um, share with me like their PTs return to run plan. And so I know that there's a lot of PTs out there that are very helpful in getting runners back. Um, so that could be one way that you really measure like, Hey, are they really supportive of runners? Mm -hmm. Like, do I see on here that they want me running within a week? You know, if it was something like a soft tissue injury, um, or something like that, where it's not like a stress fracture, you know, obviously then it's okay to prescribe running um, once any swelling or pain has has subsided. And so, um, run walk method, that's always a great thing to start with. And I've seen some really good detailed plans. And so you could use that as one way. Um, and then like you mentioned earlier, just sort of reading the reviews. Um, and I know that there's all these different types of like clinics now here popping up that some are more focused on like muscle activation, right. And others are more, um, focus on like mobility and um so yeah whatever treatment modalities you maybe haven't tried yet if you keep getting a recurrent injury like for me it was the calf strain Mm -hmm. um i wanted something more like preventative i wanted i wanted to prevent it from happening so um, i went and got other advice as to like other things with my gait or my glutes like what can i do to prevent this and really it just kind of boils down to going back to doing the little things like you mentioned the strength training um some runners unfortunately we just have to be consistent with certain uh, movements or lifts and dedicate it. Otherwise these injuries might flare up continuously. And so that was kind of what I was having to go through is, you know, and I know most runners, they don't want to have to do all that. And so you get on a rhythm with your running and things are going well, but that's actually when it's like most important to kind of not get away, not get too far away from that. You always want to have that be part of your practice. Yes, for sure. And I think that people who are coming back from an injury, I like to call them comeback runners, I feel like they're more susceptible to getting injured because they have a background in running and so they want to like get back to that. So they have this like end goal in mind. They have all these previous stats that they're always comparing themselves Mm -hmm. against. And even if someone's not injured, let's say they're just coming back after some time off or they're just um, not in the same fitness that they used to be. I see it quite frequently either with postpartum athletes or people who maybe ran in high school and college and want to get back into it, it can be really hard to not play that comparison game to workouts that you did in the past or paces that you were able to run in the past versus where you are right now. And so I think that comeback runners are definitely more likely to get injured for that reason because they're always trying to compare to the past. So let's say you've been injured, 
you've been out of the sport. Let's say you have a stress fracture, right? So you're out for, it could be six to 12 weeks, just really depending on the severity there. When you do come back, um, typically what we recommend, what most doctors would recommend is you're not doing more than run walks every other day. And if you're coming from running like 60 miles a week to having to come back using a run walk method, um, especially every other day, it can just feel um, really tough mentally that that's your starting point and to mm-hmm. think like, oh, I could be, you know, quote unquote doing more right now. But really it's that you can't be. And so I think sometimes athletes get ahead of themselves when they're coming back because they're comparing themselves to historical data. And so what you really need to do is let yourself start a fresh page and be a beginner, start over new, reset your watch if you have to, that way you can celebrate every victory along the Mm -hmm. way and, you know, set a PR every time you're going out to run. Um, I know for postpartum runners, a lot of people recommend like deleting all of your watch data PRs so that every time Mm -hmm. you do run a mile faster than you have, you do get like a little notification and your watch is always telling you like you're running faster and faster because it isn't really fair to hold yourself to the same standards that you were, you know, prior to this injury or prior to having kids. And I like the idea of celebrating each milestone along the way instead of having this like pie in the sky ideal that maybe you used to be six years ago or one year ago or even six months ago prior to these changes happening. And so Comeback runners can be in that tough situation mentally for sure. Um, so talk to me a little bit about like run walks and coming back because I think sometimes people get a little, um, I don't know, they just don't like <laughs> like the idea of having to start back with run walks. Yeah, I think, you know, this will really depend on what the injury was. You know, um, for me, if it was something like a calf strain, I have to be really cautious because um, you it, it can feel like the pain is completely gone and it can seize up on you out of nowhere, right? So people that have gone through that type of injury, they know that um, it's kind of like the, they call it the, uh, what is it? Like a, like a heart attack in your calf, basically, where it can just strike and then it's you have to stop. So um, other injuries, you know, like maybe plantar fascia or Achilles, they're maybe a little bit of a slower onset, so you're going to kind of start to feel it come on. Um, I think depending on the injury and how long you've been nursing it and all of that, you know, you can start with a run-walk program is great, 30-second um, increments, 30 seconds run-walk, um, and then depending on how, you know, how many minutes or whatever, you can build up from there. And so depending on the injury, I might do every other day, or I might just slightly do the same thing two days in a row and then build. Um, so it'll really just depend, but, um, you know, that is a good way to, to start. And by the end of that first week, a lot of times most with most runners or most injuries, you can start to, or by that second week rather, you can start to get back to consistent running. Um, for me, it was always like a minute, then two minutes. Um, then I would do, I would change and do like quarter mile and then half mile, and then I'd be at one mile at a time, that sort of thing. So um, yeah, that, that's kind of how I approached the comeback. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's important to note that even like elite runners will start back with run walk method. So I know one of our coaches, Brianna Saraki, she Gosh, what is even her 5K PR? I feel it's like 15, it's, 20, 15, yeah, 30 something. Somewhere right around 15, 30, yeah. She, she's pretty fast, right? So she had a baby, um, but even like during pregnancy, she was crushing it, right? I think when she was like 34, 33 weeks pregnant, she ran like a 5, probably like a 520 mile or something like that. So she ran throughout her entire pregnancy, and I think a lot of people hearing that would think, okay, yeah, I should probably just like get right back into it, you know? 
but those of us who have maybe gone through childbirth know that it can be a, a rough comeback. But, you know, she started back with run walks and I followed it all on Strava and it's just unique to kind of be able to watch someone's running journey coming back from an injury, but, or not an injury, but in this case it was um, postpartum. But even someone with her background, she came back with run walks. It took probably several weeks to build back to a complete run where she was running without the walk breaks. And this is even after, you know, six, six plus weeks after is when she started with run walks. So I've also seen other athletes do run walks like Patrick Cutter when he came back from having an embolism like in his heart. He shared all this on social media, blood clot in the heart. Um, And he was running at such an like, I don't know if people would call it elite, sub elite, um, recreational elite level prior to having that blood clot i mean he was in really good shape two i think he's like a 234 marathoner um he was in that type of shape but then when he started coming back when he was cleared to exercise i think it had only been maybe three or four weeks four weeks maybe but again started back with run walks because i remember kind of following that journey too and thinking wow like I wonder what that's like for him having to start back with run walks when he's used to running like 70, 80 mile weeks or whatever. Um, so it's just, it can be an adjustment, but I think it is important to remember that all people can start back with run walks. And I think it's a really good methodology just to make sure that you don't overdo it, right? So when we go a prolonged period of time without running, um, our bodies maybe aren't necessarily used to running anymore. And so it's the progressive overload principle and making sure that we don't like re-injure something else or re-injure our other injury by doing too much too soon because that's definitely the trap that I think a lot of people fall into. They get cleared for exercise and they're like, all right, I'm gonna go out on a three mile mm-hmm. run. And it's like maybe at the end of that run, they're feeling a little sore, the endorphins are sky high so they don't really feel the pain until maybe on the second run they start feeling something and they're like, what's that? And it can just be a result of doing too much too soon because we can all be susceptible to that. And we really want to be cognizant of how long has it been since your last run? What sort of injury are we dealing with? And I would rather have people be safe than sorry. So if it takes you an extra two weeks to get back to running um, without doing the run walk intervals, I think it's better to be on the safe side than to just plow right through and just like risk it, right? Because we just took time off. And the last thing you want to do is take time off again. Yeah. And I know sometimes maybe on social media, you might see someone like, talk about returning from an injury and like all of a sudden they're running three miles five miles and it's like whoa like you're ramping up quick right, right. and so obviously you don't ever really know the severity of the injury or right. you know um you know so it's just it's something that you have to kind of weigh um and figure out based on your history and your familiarity with the injury and how quick it progressed and all that like how aggressive you can be with your return and i know like for a lot of athletes um one of the one of the key indicators for like how quick they want to return is how much time they have, right? So, um, you know, if you have a race on the calendar, that's usually a motivating factor that people want to get back sooner, right? So my biggest advice, I guess, would be to not rush the comeback if you're coming back from an injury, especially if it was something semi-serious, right? Um, so, you know, if you did have a race on the calendar, um, you know, consider maybe not doing it, or you could consider just really adjusting expectations. Because if you put this pressure on yourself to get to a certain performance level, um, you're just going to maybe set yourself up for recurrent injury, right? And so that's what we want to avoid. So it's really important not to try to rush back that fitness. I know I've been guilty of that over the years, and that's mm-hmm. um, basically got me back onto the reoccurring injury train, right? Is because I, 
I wanted to do this race coming up or six weeks, eight weeks later, whatever it was. Right. And then, um, first week or two goes great. And then after this first or second or third workout, uh, another, another thing flares up. And so that is exactly what I mean by trying to rush the fitness back. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously everyone's body is different and your experience level and your aerobic system. And so, yeah, just figuring out like how aggressive you can be on the comeback is, is a tricky, um, thing to figure out, especially if you're new to injury. Right. Yeah. And it's always tough when we see a new athlete come in, like they'll fill out the intake form on our website and they're like, yeah, I'm struggling with an injury. Uh, I have a marathon in eight weeks. And it's like, wow, those things definitely are not dumb. You can't really do both at the same time, right? Like recover from your injury and train for a marathon. So I think it is really important to kind of respect like when your body's telling you it's time to take some time off. It's better to play it safe than to... Um, train through an injury or even like be risky right so I've always like well there's going to be more marathons in the future and it's better to kind of get your health under control and make sure that we're not going to cause like permanent damage or have a bigger setback and I know sometimes that can be a tough pill to swallow but it is important to kind of put that out there Um, I think on the Instagram running culture sometimes there's that whole like Uh, no pain no gain or like just push through it and I know there's like a lot of run streakers out there and stuff like that but really everyone's just so unique and different and I do think it's important to prioritize your health over any sort of like performance related goals because you only get one body and you want to make sure that it's healthy for a lifetime you don't want to cause any sort of permanent damage that you might regret later on in your life but This has been an interesting episode, a little bit different than what we typically do. Definitely recommend if you're ever having any sort of doubts on any sort of like flare-ups or niggles that are going on to go in and get it checked out, see a medical professional right away. Um, Work with that team to get a plan to get you back to running um, as likely as possible and maybe work on some of these things to avoid it from happening in the future, getting to that root cause And there are definitely ways to get good recommendations from good doctors in the area. Maybe ask your local run club, um, Google search, ask for like a referral from someone. But there's uh, a lot of great knowledgeable medical professionals out there that can help you with your running related injuries. Yeah. And one other, I think, common misconception a lot of people have is about resting um, if something Mm. is kind of bothering them. Now, you know, if you're, you have general muscle soreness, usually resting, it will subside, right? But if it's something that um, is a soft tissue injury um, that keeps re- keeps coming back, you know, a lot of times resting isn't really going to help it heal or help it go right. away. You need to stimulate that area in a way that's going to help uh, promote healing so um, or strengthen the area, right? And so um, I've taken time off thinking, mm-hmm. oh, this should help, right? And then first run back, you feel it again. Yep. And so... Especially, I think, with like IT band or a muscle strain in the calf area, I think that that is, um, or even Achilles, like you, mm-hmm. it's probably going to still be an issue. And so um, the strength, the prevention, all of that is going to be just as important. And so I think just taking time to back off on the running, focusing on that is going to help you uh, get back quicker. Right. Yeah, it is It is a bummer when rest alone it doesn't necessarily cure some of these um, injuries. And for example, when I had the plantar fasciitis flare up um, and I went in, the doctor was like, well, you could rest, but it's probably not going to do anything like it won't it won't expedite your healing at all. So that was kind of frustrating to hear. Um, But really, it boils down to what he told me is that 
it's just like the lack of blood flow to that area. It's really difficult to get blood flow to the bottom of the foot, to that mm-hmm. plantar fascia area. And so the treatment that he gave me was shockwave therapy, which is supposed to like really simulate or stimulate um, blood flow to that area. And so it was successful for me. I know it doesn't necessarily work in every case all the time, but um, that's why I think it's important to go in and get seen because what he basically said was if you would have just <laughs> sat at home and rested and did no running for four months, it probably wouldn't have even healed. So I think um, going in and getting it checked out definitely important because the last thing you want to do is take all this time off and then when you go to run again, it's still there. Um, I always like to just be proactive about it and, and get out there and maybe get treatment. Even if it doesn't like expedite your recovery, it's still expediting maybe like your future and how you feel in the future, right? Um, But yeah, if you're interested in working with a coach, we do have a bunch of great expert coaches on staff who can help with customizing your workouts and getting you geared up and training for some of your races coming up this year. I know this is a really popular time for people to get started working with a coach. And we definitely have a few openings here with some of our coaches and we'd love to get you connected with a coach for a free seven day trial to see what online run coaching is all about. So if that's something you're interested in, you can fill out the form at www.runforprs.com and we can get you set up with a free seven day trial connected with an expert coach right away. So again, that's www.runforprs.com. Thanks for tuning in.